Well, good morning, y'all. We uh, had such a good time doing this for Easter, we decided to do it again. Um, Have you ever asked yourself, you know, what am I doing here? Like, what's the point of my life? I think we're all looking for meaning in our lives, and we all want the story of our life to be bigger a story that has a sense of purpose. But for whatever reason, I get the feeling that most of us feel like we are not living purposeful lives. And maybe it's just because meaning and purpose don't pay the bills. But I believe that our souls deep down hunger for meaning. And when we find it, Nothing can be more powerful, more invigorating to discover that our lives mean something. And so, as you look at the story of your life, it doesn't really matter whether you're 30 or 60. As we get older, we eventually understand that our story can actually turn into a tragedy if we don't live with some sort of intentionality. We hear the word tragedy being used in a couple different ways, but what we're talking about this morning is how tragedy is used in the literary sense as it relates to a story, your story. Some of you may remember back to the dark ages when we took lit class And the definition of a tragedy in literature is when the protagonist or hero of the story suffers extreme sorrow as a consequence of a grave error or bad decision that results in an unhappy or tragic end. I want to talk about tragedy this morning within the context of the story of your life. Because what we're really talking about here is that you are the protagonist or the hero of your own story. And simply put, the tragedy of your life is when you realize what your life could have been. That the grave error or bad decision that got made is that you never did anything to create for yourself a life of fulfillment and joy. And so instead of having a life that could have been, you settle for a life that just is. I think we're all looking for meaning in our lives. And I think that this is a unique opportunity that we're in in the midst of this crisis to be able to rewrite the story of our lives to take it from the tragedy that almost was to the life of fulfillment that it really can be. Well, in case you uh, missed last Sunday, we are in the middle of a series entitled Pardon the COVID-19 Interruption, where we're taking an honest look at how this crisis Um, is not only impacting our lives, but also how it can create opportunities for me to narrate a new reality for my future. 
And in order to create that new reality, I have to first be honest about where I'm at today. What is my life really about right now? If I were to get down to the core of who I really am, who am I? I think what makes our lives a tragedy is when you can imagine what your life could have been, but instead there is this disappointing reality about where you really are. And the measure of how great the tragedy is at the end of our lives becomes the distance between where you can imagine what your life could have been and where you ended up. But what then is the opposite of a tragedy? I mean, what would happen if we could truly take the delta between what our life could have been and where we really are, and what if we could eliminate that difference? What kind of story would you have then? Because the barometer of how successful we will be in eliminating the distance between what could have been and what is, is the extent to which you are willing to live your life with a sense of intentionality and fully pursue becoming the person you were created to be. In this time of a COVID-19 reality check, it's time to take back your story. Too many of us live our lives with what I'm going to call this fatalistic roll the dice. This is where we have been so bound to the daily grind for, for so long that we actually just kind of go with the flow without any thought or intention behind what we're doing. And we allow the current of the daily grind to carry us in whatever direction it will carry us. I would equate it to be like going on a whitewater rafting trip down the river, right? You have these paddles that act as a security blanket to give you the illusion of control of your raft because every now and then you can pivot or you can move your raft side by side in the water. But ultimately, if you don't get out of that raft and you just allow the current to continue to take you, there will come a point of no return where no matter how hard you paddle that thing, it won't make any difference. You're not going to be able to stop the current from taking you right over the waterfall. That is exactly what life is like. We have the illusion of control because every now and then we can pivot and we can make some decisions that make us feel like we're in control. But right now we've been given a severe reality check about how much control we truly have. But truly, as the years roll by, and the older we get, the stronger the current is that pulls us into this potential tragic ending where we come to the final chapters of our story and we are completely unfulfilled because looking back, you can see what my life has become instead of what it could have been. 
And the only way to stop the inevitable from happening is to get up out the raft. Get yourself out of the current, get over on dry land, and walk the path instead before it's too late. Now, usually that's impossible because the current of everyday life is so strong to just suddenly bring your raft to a complete stop is almost impossible, right? There's just way too many things going on. But let me tell you this. In this COVID-19 interruption, the current has stopped. The water is perfectly still. So if that's the case, why are you still sitting in your raft, drifting mindlessly down the river, having a beer, eating chips, and watching Netflix? What are you thinking? Get up out of the raft before the current picks back up again. Because you do know the current will pick back up at some point, right? Get up out of the raft and walk to the shore where you can get back on the right path. The narrow dirt path that leads to Jesus. Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform any longer to the culture of this world but instead be transformed by the renewing of your mind and change the way you think. Then you will learn a new way of living now, understanding God's will, which is a better life. The Apostle Paul wrote these words, and what he's saying there is that if you want a better life, then in order to do that, we're going to need to make some changes. And not just small changes, but transformational changes. Because the word that he uses here for being transformed in the original Greek language that this was written in is the same word that we derive our word metamorphosis from, which has the idea that there is this complete and transformational change that occurs, and it changes the very essence of who we are, and it transforms the way we live. It changes the narrative of our life. That we are no longer limited by what culture dictates is who we should be and how we should act and what we strive for in order to be successful in the eyes of the world. That who you really are is who God created you to be. And so the question becomes, are we able to make some changes now in the middle of our lives Are we able to get up out of the safety of the raft that we've been mindlessly drifting along for so long? Are we now able to transform ourselves and become something different? To become the person we were created to be. If I were going to translate this scripture into my language that the Apostle Paul wrote so beautifully, I would translate it to read something like this. Get up out the raft, now, before it's too late. Stop allowing yourself to be a prisoner to the daily grind. But instead, change your life by the way that you think. See the bigger picture and understand what's possible. Make the story of your life to be about something that has purpose and meaning, and then 
you will learn a new way of living, understanding what God's way is, because God's way is a better way because he designed you. In other words, somewhere down the line, I think we lost our true identity. Up until now, we have allowed ourselves to be defined by whatever culture dictates is the way that we should live. However, if you believe that you were created by God, which most of us do, then don't you believe that we were created with a particular design? And so if you go against the design of the way that life was intended to be lived, how do you think that's going to go for you? I think that's where our stories turn into tragedy. I believe that we were created for something more than just the daily grind. I believe that we were created to have a sense of fulfillment and purpose and joy. And I don't believe that there has ever been another moment in time in the history of our short lives that has given us the opportunity to reboot more than this crisis has. I mean, I can now hear myself think. With the noise subsided, I can now create a new reality for my future, and I can finally see beyond the horizon and understand that I was created for something so much more than just this world. If I can manage to get up out of the raft right now, while there's still time, and create a meaningful change. The Apostle Paul says, now the real you, the person God created you to be, can now be freed up to experience the abundant life that God created you to live. I can be freed up, finally, to be who I really am. The honestly messed up me who has an amazing capacity to screw up my life and yet still be saved by the grace of God. I don't have to stay busy all the time anymore to compensate and cover up my flaws. I don't have to run anymore from all of my failures. I can be authentically me and still have a sense of peace and contentment that I've never experienced before in my life. The brilliance of our life then becomes that I fully understand who it is that I am created to be. And so the question is, are you here? Or are you here? Do I have clarity about what I want my life to be about? As I said last week, one of my commitments to embrace in this crisis is not only my commitment that I'm making to strengthen my faith and my relationship with my family, but it's also to innovate, to try new things that I have never done before. And so one of the things that I'm going to try is I'm going to do a Zoom call uh, later today at 4 o'clock. If you uh, simply text the word FAITH, um, into the Westridge app, 
then um, you'll be able to register for that. And the whole point of the call is really to have some honest conversation about those of us who are trying to build the framework of our faith, to talk about our struggles, the things that you know are our obstacles, the things that we struggle with. And um, at the end of this message, I'll do a special invite, so you don't have to write anything down now, but um, I'll just give you an invite to be able to Zoom with me. But in the meantime, I just want to leave you with this. Through my 52 years of living, I have learned a thing or two about traveling the narrow dirt path that leads to Jesus. I've learned that it's not an easy road, but it's quite easy to lose your way. I've also learned that no matter how hard the Christian life is, if we stay the course until the very end, there is no better life. That there is this life of fulfillment that you can honestly experience when you walk that path. And so I just encourage you today to get up out of that raft before it's too late, before the current picks back up. Change your narrative so that when you come to the end of the road and you look back on the story of your life, what you will see is not the tragedy that it might have been had it not been for this unique opportunity where we were able to hit the pause button and change everything. But instead, through rewriting your story, when you look back, you'll now see a life where you walked fully as the person that God created you to be, where you have that life full of purpose and meaning.